Em, can you believe we are in our third season of Interview Boss? Not really. It's crazy. But that means there are over 90 episodes we've made. (gasps) Oh my God. Scrolling through all of our episode titles, you might miss an episode that actually is exactly what you're looking for. Yes, we get so many messages of people asking us to do an episode on something and we're like, we already have. So we've put together playlists to help you find the episodes that are best suited to you. If you're applying for jobs, we have episodes about resumes, cover letters and job ads. If you've been offered your dream job, we have episodes on resigning, exit interviews and how to impress at your new company. Yes, and we even have a playlist for if you have an interview like tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then. Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. And if they truly are just flat out not asking questions, interview your damn self. Hey everyone and welcome back to Interview Boss. My name's Emma and I'm a radio journalist who's teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration and support when you're looking for a new job. Sarah is a HR and recruitment professional and together we're excited to give you guys all the tips, tricks and behind the scenes knowledge to help you in your career. Hey Em and hello to all of our wonderful job seekers listening. Em, this week we're giving a shout out to Georgia. Now she's actually a listener who we've heard from before. What did she say Em? We initially heard from her way back when she reached out. I think she had two job offers and she had to choose what one. And so we gave her some advice about things to consider. I think we even did an episode on what job will make you happier, stuff like that. And she's back in our DMs and it's so lovely to see that trail and progression. She said, hey girls, me again. I've just gone and landed another job and now I'll be moving to a new city. Scared but excited. She's moving to Sydney. I'll have to catch up with her. You will. She would love that, I'm sure. She said, I'm so glad I could use your potty again. It's absolutely timeless. Oh, my God. What a legacy. Definitely going to shout you both a coffee. What a legend. And it's so nice because, like, that wasn't a thing when we first spoke to her and now it's a thing. Now she can. You should totally reply to this and tell her that you'll catch up with her for a drink and then that can ease her nerves about moving to a new city. She's already got a friend. Yeah. How funny that we just did an episode on getting a job in a new city. If you want results like Georgia and you need a bit of help, check out Sarah's one-on-one sessions. You can find out all about them at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash coaching. Sarah will do a deep dive of your resume, pluck out your best bits, workshop your answers. Some people don't know what their best bits are and that's where we start. If you liked one of our episodes, used a tip we sent you, or you want to request an episode specifically on your situation or industry, slide into our DMs and you could be this person we shout out next week. That's right. Jumping straight in, this week's episode is all about what to do if you have a bad interviewer and how to overcome it. This can be for so many different reasons that could make your interviewer a bad one. They could have a bad day, a bad week. They could be kind of in a bad mood or something like that. They don't know how to interview very well. So many reasons for it, but they could talk nonstop and never ask you any questions and then think, oh, you never met the criteria because you didn't tell me anything about you, but they talked the whole time. Yes. I have had an interview like that. One of my first interviews for a traineeship out of school, I left 
so confused. Everyone's like, how did it go? Like, was it hard? I'm like, he didn't ask me a single thing. <laughs> he just talked. There was no room to talk about yourself unless you sort of interrupted him and like said, well, like it, oh, it was horrible. Yes. And then if they're doing that to multiple people, how on earth are they going to choose someone? And it might be just the person that did manage to turn the conversation around or how they built rapport or something like that. They could ask you questions that are like the wrong questions that aren't really relevant to the job or a bit silly or, you know, very trivial and not about the important things of the job. They could not be prepared and they haven't thought of anything to ask you. They haven't read your background, haven't printed off your CV. They could be distracted, having a bad day. They could be rude. A lot of different things could happen. I think the most common that I've seen is that they don't have any questions prepared to ask you and so they haven't thought that through at all. So then their questions can come out like a yes or no question or they come out really weird and long-winded like they're thinking on the way out and they're impossible to answer because they don't even really know what they're trying to ask you. All those different things can happen and I'm sure people are nodding along listening to this thinking, oh my God, that's happened to me. So we're going to talk about what to do about it and some different strategies based on what might be going on and how to make sure that you still have a good chance or have a good interview even if they're not doing their job properly. That's right. We're all about empowering. You can't control when something like this happens, but you can control how you react to it. So here we go. Firstly, this is nice. Remember that everyone else has the same conditions and circumstances. If they're interviewing four more people that day and that lady's in a foul mood, well, guess what? They all get the foul mood lady (laughs) as well. Or if they're a chatterbox and they don't ask questions, well, then everyone's getting that chatterbox who doesn't ask questions. That's really true. Yeah. It's kind of nice to know that that's the interviewer. However they are, other people are having that same experience. So you're not at an individual disadvantage. You just need to think about how can you give them what they need to make the decision, even though they haven't helped you at all. Yeah. And they're trying to hire. So make it easy if you can. Yeah. Again, you shouldn't have to, like you absolutely shouldn't have to. And there's a little note that we've got later on about you know, reconsider if this is a red flag or not, depending on the situation about the employer and whether you even want to work there. You shouldn't have to do this, but it happens. And it happens a lot with managers who, yeah, they're the manager, but they haven't had any interview training before. And they just walk in a room and just have a look at your resume and just wing it. Blurt something out. Yeah. A good interviewer will be able to get the answers out of you, even if you're not good at interviewing. And I think the reverse is true as well. If you're good at being an interviewee, you'll be able to perform well, even if the interview is bad. Hey, this is my expertise to talk about. (laughs) I interview people for a living. And yes, exactly what she said. When I interview someone, I know what I want them to say. And I ask a question that makes them say that. It feels a bit manipulative, but I know the grab that I want of audio. And so I have to think, what question can I ask that's going to make them talk about that? And yeah, for most people, even the nervous people that have never been interviewed before or whatever, it comes out perfectly, even though they're nervous because of me. And for context, Emma's talking about on the radio. Yes, yes, on the radio. I'm interviewing people for audio grabs for our news bulletins when you hear, you know, Peter Dutton says, and I play a grab and it's Peter Dutton going, well, And the thing is, if you were a bad journalist, someone who's got really good media training could still say the right grabs, even if you ask shit questions. And this happens all the time. Not me asking shit questions, but I'll ask a question and they'll just, a politician, they'll say what they want to say, even if it's not what you ask them. And sometimes I get so frustrated because I'm like, you totally ignored my question. You're just repeating your predetermined little script of what you want to say. 
actually answered the question. Yep, I do that all the time. But there's things to learn from that too because they have an agenda and they've gotten across what they wanted to get across. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. There's also the other part of that too, Emma. I've done interviews where that was kind of the case in a job context too. I asked a question where this person was so experienced, but I couldn't get any personality out of them at all. And this company in this particular job, we really wanted someone who the team could enjoy working with, not any particular background or anything like that, just someone that we could see their personality. And so I was asking him a few questions to try and get some personality, like what do you do outside of work? You know, what's been your favorite job you've had? What's the best team you've worked in? I'm like, come on, I need some enthusiasm. Come on. Yeah. Shine through. And they kept thinking they would trick questions and giving me these like spiels about stuff that they've done. And I was like, oh, you're really frustrating me. I'm trying to get something out of you here. Work with me. Just say I like kicking back and I enjoy walks. Yeah. But they kept turning it into an opportunity to sell. So you don't want to go too far the other way. I feel like I just had a light bulb moment. We should do an episode on what's not a trick question because <laughs> so many of it feels like a trick question in that pressure cooker. They're never trick. Like they're just not, they're, just don't think anything's a trick question. I know, but it feels like it sometimes. Like my friend one time came out recently of an interview for like an esteemed company that she really wanted the job for and they are really big on diversity. And so they asked her like, what would you bring diversity wise or whatever? And she panicked coming, like when she was chatting to me, she's like, oh, I feel like there was so many things I don't know she's like I'm not that special like it was awkward like you know I'm just a white female so I didn't feel very good and I was like they're not trying to make you have some amazing politically correct like what she said was along the lines of like oh you know I'm committed to some waffle thing about I really value diversity and in my little work that I've done I you know she gave an answer but she just didn't feel that it was like punchy and hard hitting and and that's why and I was like no they're not looking for that you're a human <laughs> it's a conversation yeah that's what I told her I was like it's very rarely a trick question and again like if it is a trick question and they're trying to trap you why are they doing that do you even want to work there that's like a bit of a shitty thing to do okay like there's two alternatives right is it a trick question and people don't realize and they get trapped or is it not a trick question and people think it's a trick question and they ruin their answer because they're overthinking that it's a trick question? That happens more than the alternative, I would say. Yeah. Anyway, big side tangent. So back to terrible interviewers. Stay calm and positive. Nothing ever gets improved from freaking out, working yourself up. Take a breath. And I liked this. I was reading some stuff that, you know, what else is out there that people are suggesting? And you want to keep your options open because like even if this is a weird interview and you're getting bad vibes or something like that, you still want to see, okay, I'm here now. I may as well try and do this interview as well as I can. And then so that I can think about whether I want this job later, you know, like you don't want to go, oh, this is is going to be terrible. This guy's really awful or whatever's going on. Try and overcome it, stick it out and you can make up. Hey, Job Hunters, big news. Our all new course, Interview Academy, is live and ready to transform your interview game. It's all the strategies from Sarah's one-on-one -on -one coaching, but without the limited time slots. Yep, it takes you step by step by step through crafting your career story, coming up with your awesome best bits and all the practice you need. And guess what? It's at a special launch price, never to be seen again. Get more information at interviewboss.com.au forward slash interview dash academy. It's linked in the show notes below. Whoa. You mind later if you want to pull out of the process or something. 
And your tell me about yourself is going to be really key if they aren't prepared. It gives them something to start with. Yes. I think this is so, so important. The times where I see this is the worst interviews I've ever taken part in and witnessed have been where there's a candidate who doesn't have their tell me about yourself and is maybe not super prepared, like they're okay, but they're not super prepared. And then you've got an interviewer who's got no questions ready and they're not prepared either. They go, tell me a little bit about you. The person doesn't give a very strong answer. It's really short, very vague. And then they just don't know where to go from there. (laughs) And the interviewer jumps in with something really weird and specific. The person gives a yes or no answer. And then they just don't get into any good experience. Compared to when they say, tell me about yourself because it's the first thing that's popped into their mind and you hit them with your perfectly, boom, tell me about yourself. And then they go, oh, tell me more about that amazing thing that you said because you've got your story down, Pat. It's a segue. Trick them. Exactly. So this can be a good insurance policy. I think you're sometimes not going to know so early on if they're going to be a bad interviewer, but your tell me about yourself is a good insurance policy. Regardless, this is a lesson as to why it's so important. Yeah. And normally these kind of people will ask you that question because they don't know what else to ask. (laughs) Also go with the flow a bit. There may be a method to their madness. Like we just said, it's very rarely a trick. Just write it out. I don't know. And they might be asking you some strange questions. We did an episode about curly job questions and how to answer them. And I said there, like interviewers are bored, they're making things up, there's no methodology, they just decided, they read somewhere that asking people their favourite animal was a good way to find out personality or something. Just humour them, don't try and overthink too much about what they're looking for or what the right answer is or something. There might be something that they think they're looking for or something, just go along with it. If they want to do a heap of chatting up front and just talking about the weather or whatever, that might be how they like to interview, go with it a little bit. Don't get stuck in rapport building. Bring it back to the job. Literally just on what I just said, if they want to chat about what you did on the weekend and what's been going on and what your friends are up to and just have a bit of a chat, did you see this movie or something? That can be really great. Just make sure that that's not going on for too long. I think if it was, what do you do? I think this is where I would probably ask questions about the job in that if it was really conversational and super casual, I would try and look for an opportunity to ask a question about the job. Oh, you mentioned um, you've got a family. You know, what are your hours like to work in with your family? I I don't know. You're looking for any connection. Oh, God, what a stretch. (laughs) It is a bit of a stretch. But, you know, how long did you say that you've been at the company again? It's like, okay, it's kind of personal, but you're kind of getting in back to the job. Oh, cool. So does this job report to you? Oh, okay. Can you tell me a bit more about what this job does? You want to get them maybe talking about what the job is a little bit then you can maybe insert, ah, it's interesting you said that because I actually did that in my last job, blah, blah, blah. You can go into a bit more detail. Or you can even leave it vague and say, if you really think that they're pushing back on every part of an interview, ah, it's really interesting you mentioned that you're working on implementing a new filing system at the moment. I actually did that a couple of jobs ago and and we brought in XYZ system. I'd be happy to give you a bit more detail if you're interested and let them kind of follow up, they might be going, oh, yeah, actually, tell me about that. And if they truly are just flat out not asking questions, interview your damn (laughs) self. Kind of what Sarah just said, work examples into the conversation. One time I did this and you're flexing without even having really been asked to. It's like our everything comes back to our teachings. It's like how we say you want to have your best bits that no matter what they ask, you've mentioned it. That applies for even if they aren't asking. You leave that interview having talked about them somehow. And I was like, I've seen people ask questions like this. And this has happened as recently as like, you know, in the last few months. 
they'll have someone in front of them and they'll say, so this role, you know, we're really looking for someone to have really great attention to detail. You've done that, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. That's the question. (laughs) And the interviewee just kind of goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they nod. You've really missed an opportunity there. If that was me, I'd be going, yeah, actually an example of that would be blah, blah, blah. They haven't asked you for it, but they kind of need it. You know, they kind of need it to make their decision. Give it to them, even though they haven't asked for it. If you get any kind of lead in, they haven't asked for an example, give your examples, talk about the stuff you want to talk about. And ask them to repeat or rephrase the question if they're just not really making sense or it's vague. That's totally okay to do. And I think we've said in another episode that sometimes it might even make them realize that it didn't make sense and change it slightly. I've done this before because they've mentioned something and I want to ask a follow-up question on it. So it's not something that I've planned to ask. And I've said, yeah, something you said before, I wanted to know a little bit more about blah, blah, blah. And then I've almost asked two questions together. I don't mean to do that. It's obviously not my intention at all. But because I'm thinking on the fly, I've accidentally meshed it into two. And I have had a few situations where people have said, "Um, sorry, do you mind repeating the question? And I've repeated it, but I've made it a better question. I've clarified what I'm actually trying to ask. Really, really helpful if your interviewer is not very good at asking very clear questions. Do you mind just repeating that question? Can get them to say it in a clearer way and then you know how to answer it. And at the end, if they uh, don't ask you if you have any questions, ask them anyway. Just, oh, sorry, I actually had a few questions if you wouldn't mind me asking. If you don't mind. Of course. Yes, exactly. Like, exactly. Just do it. Set your own structure. They're meant to do this for you, but if they don't. It's no excuse. No. Do not walk out of there without asking the questions that you wanted to ask. Yeah, and also just literally shoving examples in there. Like, oh, it's really interesting, like what you just said. Yeah, my project manage experience would be really relevant. Relevant, I think. I'd be happy to go into more detail if you'd like. You're really just shoving it there and being like, eat this. <laughs> I think it's really helpful if they're not asking questions or they're just chatting or those kinds of things, just chatting in general about what you would do hypothetically. I think if they're all scenario questions, still use your examples. You know, Don't miss an opportunity to talk about the stuff that you want to, which is your best bits. And then as we touched on earlier, learn from it. Do you want the job? If they were just a bit fluffy and not the best interviewer and you ended up getting your points across, you know, maybe you feel fine about it. But if they were like colossally terrible, rude, unprepared, yeah, just like uninterested, like a terrible interviewer, they didn't give you any structure at all. Feel free to reassess and get out of there. Totally. And work out whether you even want the job. I think you're in a good position if you've kept your options open during the interview to walk out and go, "Mm, I have a bad taste in my mouth after that. Like, let's see what happens next. And I might not take this job or I might go for another one. The other thing I think as well is if you're going to pull out and not go for the job because of the interview, give them some feedback. If you're feeling a little bit brave, like just please, if I organized your interview, because sometimes like the recruiter's not involved in the actual interview. It's the manager, but I've organized it. I really want to know if they're bad at interviews. It'd be really helpful for you to be like, look, they didn't ask me a single question. It was a very strange interview and I felt like it was easy, but then I had no opportunity to demonstrate, you know, my background or even I've seen some examples where people had this kind of an interview. They didn't get asked any questions and then they didn't get the job. It's like, well, how did you decide that I wasn't the right person if you never asked me anything? Yeah, you had no information. Yeah. And so I think that's a really good opportunity as well to give feedback to. 
the company, I would guess, would want to know that their managers need interview training and they need some help. Totally. It's an investment because they're going to continually not be getting quality people hired because the quality people aren't getting a chance to sell themselves. Yes, exactly. So really, really strongly encourage you to flick off an email to do that if you feel comfortable. Boom. There you have it. There's how to get out of a sticky, tricky situation when you have a bad manager. Not manager, interviewer. A bad interviewer. I just love the idea that our wonderful little listeners out there are going to go into interviews with interviewers who aren't very good at what they do and they're going to dominate it anyway. And can you imagine the difference then? Everyone got this shitty interviewer. Our listeners overcame it and said everything they wanted to say and gave all this information. And the manager's like, wow, this person's really qualified. The others just kind of went along with the shitty interview. Imagine how you could stand out. Yeah, I can already visualize the DMs that we're getting and it's going to say, I had the worst interview ever, but it's okay because I listened and I snuck it in (laughs) and we're going to be so proud. The thing is, though, you're not going to know you need this until after it's too late. So make sure you listen up front just in case. Just in case. You never know. Thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you like hearing the sound of our voices, hit that follow button in Apple or Spotify. Or better yet, tell someone about the show. That's how we hit the charts and we can help even more people. For more advice, inspiration and a supportive community, check us out on Instagram at Interview Boss. We've been your job search besties and helped you in some way. There's a cool way you can support the show. Shout us a virtual coffee. We get a huge kick out of reading all of your success stories. Head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash interview boss and shout us a cuppa. If you keep us caffeinated, we can keep the content coming. Whoa!